Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Morning. The Lamb has won. Let us worship him. You are welcome to Business Garage. My name is Sharon and I am your host this morning and I am excited to be here on Business Garage. If you're joining us for the very first time, this is Business Garage and it is hosted and brought to you by Worship Harvest Ministries. And this is the space where we equip kingdom businesses to go out and take dominion and be prosperous and go ahead and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's what we do. We equip kingdom businesses here on King and Business Garage. So you are most welcome this morning. Studio audience, say hello to your neighbor. If they are first time guests, uh, you know what to do. Order some coffee for them so that they can enjoy this morning's business garage. Yes. <laughs> So today we are going to have a good time this morning. Last week we talked about data and how you can use it to scale your business. But in Worship Harvest we've started a new series, Thou Shall Prosper. Yes, and we figured where else to bring that series if not Business Garage. So today we are getting into that as well. And if you thought you were prospering, well, you should tune in now. If you want to prosper... You should tune in now. If you don't know what it means to prosper, you should tune in. So basically, all of us need to be here this morning. So share that link. Uh, make sure that your friends are here, your associates are here. That person who has been asking you for some kamane, please send them the link. They need to be right here with us. And if you're online with us, you are most welcome. Those of you that are online, we see you. Thank you very much for tuning. Thank you for being active over there. We see you, Kevin, uh, Daphne. We see you, uh, Ivanda, Jacob. Greetings. Natukunda Tumusime. She's my namesake. How are you, my namesake? I see you, uh, Jacob. You're all there. I think I even saw Dokas. Dokas, you are most welcome. Greetings to all of you. Please share that link. Tell your friends that we have kicked off that we have kicked off, and so they need to be here. And of course, don't forget to share your questions. You can start sharing your questions like right now. You can ask for the definition. What is prosperity? In case you are wondering what to ask, I have already given you one question. So please share those questions and let us know. Studio audience, you also have an opportunity to share your questions, yes? Uh, There was a time they were saying you are feeling left out. I don't know what. Anyway, yes, you have an opportunity. Please let uh, Dr. Steve know your questions. And we shall be able to answer them as well. Today is going to be a good one. Why? Because we have, I think you also, a renowned business leader and a pastor and an elder here at Worship Harvest Ministries. So put your hands together, studio audience, and even online, you can share those clapping emojis and let us welcome together Pastor Noah Balensavo as he tells us a bit about prosperity why you should prosper, how you can prosper, and what it means. You are most welcome, Pastor Noah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You're glad to be here. Yes, it's always um, a pleasure to be at uh, 
At Business Garage. At Business Garage. Even us here at Business Garage, we love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) So it is always good to have you back here each and every time. And uh, Pastor Noah, of course, we cannot allow you to start without sending greetings. Okay. Yes, so Um, please. Great. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'd like to send greetings to my families. Your uh, family. My families. My my biological family. I send greetings to my wife who's tuned in right now online. Studio audience, you should have been clapping, (laughs) cheering for his wife. He allowed her to be here. (laughs) Yes. She's saying it's okay. You can be here. And my children as well. Uh, Specifically, uh, Amanda, who... We're having an ongoing conversation about business. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I send greetings to Amanda. Then I send greetings to my spiritual family. Yes. Um, uh, that's Worship Harvest Chitukutwe. Chitukutwe. Uh, Kill it down. Yes. All, all the, the Zono pastors, the, the, the men, MC shepherds, and the, and the flock at Worship Harvest Chitukutwe. Uh, most especially to Rachel, who it's her birthday today. So I send greetings oh, happy to birthday. Rachel Nakaisiki. Yeah. Um, then to my, to my business family, the Savannah family, um, who we are doing business together, I send greetings to the entire Savannah family, the CEOs, and all the staff of the different businesses. Thank you. All right. Okay. I think he has covered everyone. You have done it so well. <laughs> you have not missed anyone. Everybody is covered. So it is good. And we send greetings to all of you, to all our various locations, 108 of them who are meeting this morning. And all the hosting centers, we send you our greetings this morning all the way from Business Garage here at Worship Harvest Studios in Nalia. All right, Pastor Noah, we are going to just get right into it. We kicked off on this series and today we decided to bring them to Business Garage. There is such a thing as entrepreneurial poverty. You know, many times you leave your place of work, I'm going, I'm going to do my things. Then after some time, your boss meets you on the street and is like, update your CV, send it to me. (laughs) Yes, so there's such a thing as that. But at the end of the day, ultimately, we want all businesses to prosper. We want everybody to prosper. Because that's what it says, beloved, I pray you prosper in all things. Yes, be in good health even as your soul prospers. So it's really something that we need to do. Even as business owners, our businesses ought to be prospering and they ought to be looking good and thriving. However, I want us, you to teach us today a little bit more about the topic that we kicked off. Talk about it in the business sense. For a business owner, what does it look like? What does this topic mean to a business owner? Um, wow, what a question. <laughs> what does prosperity look like? Yes. Um, depending on how long you've been in business, yeah. <laughs> you, your dream has either shrunk yeah. or... or because I don't think anyone starts a business to remain poor. Yeah. Everyone starts a business to not only elevate themselves, which is the lowest reason you can start a business, mm. but to at least elevate your family, your community, your country. And some businesses are influential globally. Yeah. And so prosperity is, is not only a desire, it is, a, it is our Christian duty. As believers, as long as you are Christian, as long as you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have wired in you uh, the DNA for prosperity. And so what does prosperity look like in a business? Um, It it goes beyond sustainable. Uh, I can't can't talk about prosperity without going back to Genesis Mm. and looking at, at what God's intent was for man when he created man. To be fruitful, to multiply 
to fill the earth and subdue it. And so it's from there that we then get that whole question of prosperity and that thing of this thing that I'm doing, how can it, how can it elevate many people? Yeah. Because at the heart of everything God does is people. Yeah. Christ went on the cross to die for people. for people. He didn't go to die for your business. Mm. He went to die well. for people. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, um, you know, that's where we should start. And so, you know, some people think they're prosperous when they buy a car. That's oh, okay. uh, not, not prosperity. Mental not case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some people think they're prosperous when their business can pay business class tickets yeah I was, I was thinking the other day and i was and i was, and I was asking myself <laughs> you know that there are business class tickets in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a plane but most business people don't they don't use the <laughs> <laughs> anyway and yet it says business class <laughs> but it's you have a, a special ticket for you it's like they anyway they, let yes, me. they know businesses are special yeah <laughs> the expectation no, the, the, the expectation is that business people <laughs> you know. will buy business class <laughs> tickets but wow, but anyway I know Jesus loves you that was a side note yeah. anyway um, so prosperity like that, that, that example there gives you a world definition of prosperity yeah. they expect that business people will be using business class. But unfortunately, not every business person yeah. even flies. You get wow. in the first place. And so, <laughs> and so that understanding that we have a duty mm. as businesses, because, and, and I know we'll get into that, but I want us to get into context what, yeah. what prosperity looks like. If we go back to Genesis again, our forefathers, Abraham, Okay, he was prosperous. The Bible says that he had many livestock and he was rich in gold, uh, very rich actually, mm, mm. in livestock, Isaac, in silver, silver and, and in gold. In gold. Mm. The, the Bible is very specific. Yeah, very specific. What so it, these are not like? it's not mm. spiritual cows. It is not spiritual <laughs> silver. <laughs> it is it is gold. Yeah, and he was like that when God called him because this is Genesis chapter thirteen. Mm. This comes after chapter 12 where God calls Abraham and says, and so if you look through the Bible, God, God chooses wealthy people. They're the ones he uses. They're the ones he uses because they're the ones who have the means to obey him. Wow. If you're you're not prosperous, if you're not, uh, okay. Yes. If you're not prosperous, you can't obey God. We can take it. You say it as it is. Okay. Okay, since you're business people, we can, we can have open, open candid conversations. conversations yes. yeah. If you're not prosperous, you can't obey God. Wow. Yeah, because, because if God comes and tells you, leave Chaliwajala mm-hmm. and go to Oman. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, you're going to start thinking, okay, my bank account, visa, yeah. uh, where will I live? Yeah. All those questions you ask yourself have, have their money. root mm-hmm. in money. So your obedience to the instruction of God is directly proportional to how much money you have. There's oh. one of the challenges I gave some of the, my business disciples. It's like the number of visas in your ah. passport <laughs> determines ah. where God can send you. Aye. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, I'm saying this while here, not in the UK gathering. So I'm also t- t- speaking to myself. You're telling yourself. Yeah, I'm yes. telling myself that because I, I want us to 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 move away from these ethereal, especially Christian businessmen. Christian yeah. businessmen suffer from spiritual schizophrenia, or yeah, because we 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 confess one thing, we come to church, and we are all spiritual. We take it one. Then on mm. Monday. Mm. we go into a totally different life. Actually, in his book, uh, uh, Thou Shalt Prosper, interestingly, uh, mm. by Daniel Lapin, Lapin. He, he says that one of, that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't prosper is that they innately, inherently don't believe that God wants them rich. Yes. Whether you can say, you, you can say I receive, you buy I all the wealth packs, but then at the end of the day, if you're in your subconscious, you don't feel that you yeah. deserve to be rich. You will never you be rich. You always exclude yourself. Your, your business cannot go where your mind has never been. Ah. And so that is, a, that is one of the major reasons. Of course, we'll get into the ring. I'm just trying to define prosperity. To, yes, what it looks like. And to debunk the, the prosperity that we see around us, quote unquote. Mm. Because you see someone driving a VX. You're like that and guy. Yeah, is that one is rich. Yeah. Uh, not knowing that it's a 20 something model. Mm. Then you see someone driving, a, you know, building a, an, a set of apartments, and you're like, that one is. Those guys have arrived. Those, those guys have, have arrived, mm. but it's in one, you know, area. Mm. So I want us to un- embrace an idea of prosperity that you can actually be a blessing to nations. Wow. In, um, in Genesis chapter 26, verse. 12, 13, and 14, he talks about Isaac sowing in that land, and then he became, he started, he started to become prosperous, he continued to be prosperous, until he was very prosperous, very prosperous. For, he had, for he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants. Mm. Now, your business, you should see something here. Mm. What do your possessions look like? What are your asset, what's your asset base? Uh-huh. What is your asset base? Yeah. Okay? Because, again, we, are, we all agree that Isaac was prosperous, right? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. he was. So, what, what determined his prosperity? His prosperity. Mm. Because the Bible defined that and says that he was prosperous, continued prospering until he was very, very prosperous. prosperous. For, meaning, this is how we measure. Mm-hmm. He had possessions of flocks, possessions of herd, mm-hmm. and a great, great number, number of servants. servants. So you can start defining your business from there. Can we de- can we determine your, your positions? positions? Can we can we see them? Your business. Can we define them as great? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Your, your 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 movable assets, your fixed assets, your servants. How many employees do you have? Do you have. You get. Mm. You might employ two people and feel that you're prosperous, but then there are companies that employ two million people. Wow. Yeah. Walmart employs two million people. Mm. Yeah. And you see. I don't see why God will not bless Walmart because God is not care, doesn't care about what they sell. God mm. cares about the two million people that work yes. at Walmart. Yeah. So Walmart has found a way to align themselves with what God, with what God wants to achieve, yes. whether they're which believers the or not, which is the people. About. Yeah. But as Christians, you know, we are, not we are still not the there. He's passionate about. And then there's the last part of this verse that says, so the Philistines envied him. Ah. who you know you're prosperous when you have people envying you yeah 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 unbelievers 
Because Christians can envy you. Because if I came with my border and you're coming with your Ipsam, I can envy you. Ah. But if... <laughs> That's a level of envy. If, so. <laughs> if, if, if you... <laughs> but if, as long as unbelievers are wealthier than us, then we have not yet started prospering. Because their areas will not have influence. Yeah. There are rooms we cannot we enter. We cannot enter. Conversations and so we cannot that's why God wants mm. you prosperous. And that starts to give us an idea of the scale at which God wants us to prosper. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, so I think that is, you know, a good laying the foundation around where our minds need to be as business owners. We need to be at that level where the non-Christian is envying us. If there's no one that's envious of your business, it means we haven't yet reached there. Because that's what happened to Isaac. They envied him. He was the envy of the Philistines. And also that we need to think bigger. We need to think in terms of people. How many people does your business affect, impact? How many people is it working with? In terms of, yes, the services it's providing and the products, but also the people that work there as well. Yeah. That's the only way that your business actually has influence out there. So I think we have a picture of what a prosperous business looks like. He has asked us a few questions. Number one, do you fly business? That's the, <laughs> that's the bare minimum. Are you flying business or are you thinking about it? Or can you explain? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Does your business have assets? How, how, how many are they? How, how big are Can we count them? Can we, are you the envy of the people out there? And how many people is it impacting? If God wanted to use a business in Uganda, would he pick your business? Would your business show up on the list when they are there in their meeting in heaven of the businesses to use? Would your business be on that list? That is the question. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like ending it here, but we still have some more time, guys. <laughs> I see some people in the studio asking me to deliver, like, you know, wrap up, wrap it up. No, guys, we are still going. We are still going. Pastor Noah, we love it so much. I yeah. like it. I like it. Studio audience, do you love it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we have understood what to be prosperous really means. And I think already our minds are changing. Yes, we shouldn't eliminate ourselves from prosperity. So sometimes you disqualify yourself. When certain things are being said, you immediately, in your head, you're like, ah, that's for those people. That's for those people. You know, you always uh, disqualify yourself. But prosperity is something God wants for all of us. And he has shown it from the beginning. From the beginning, even from the instructions he gave us. So someone might be there wondering, but why must I be prosperous? Like, yeah, I'm happy. My children are happy. My extended family, they're okay. We are fine. Why all this pressure? As a kingdom person, we are going to heaven. Like, why should we be prosperous? Why are you telling us to prosper? What, what, what does it mean, really? What's the point? Okay. Yes. The, you see, Apostle said something last week that slapped us differently. Mm. You see, the, the reason why we don't understand our assignment fully is because we are comfortable with our status quo. There's there's a a condition, I think it's called Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. So we have Stockholm Syndrome with poverty. Ah. Yeah. So we are functional in our dysfunction. Because unless... (laughs) (laughs) Because the Bible says in uh, Psalms, I think it is Psalm 115, verse 17. Mm. I hope it's the right one. Um, Yes. No, no, no. It is one... The, the one where he pulls out the poor out of, out of, of the, the dust. dust. Yes. Uh, that's, 
uh, I know, I know uh, Viera is going to get that one. Yes. 1.13, yes, it's 1.13. And you see, the, the, this thing, uh, I'm sure many of you have read it, so you can nod confidently say, ah, I knew, I knew that one. But anyway, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap. And I'm like, ah, that he may seat him with princes and, the prin- and, and with the princes of his people. Now, the, the, that scripture is very easy to gloss over until you discover yes. where you're being brought out of. Yeah, yeah. You see, the, 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 a fish does not know water. Okay? Mm. So, we have unfortunately been so comfortable in abject poverty that we don't know what life, the possibility of life looks like. That's why we have a lot of problems with wealth. So, we are there in the dust. We are in the dust. And you see, and, and we are so comfortable in the dust. I, I just gave an example here. Your obedience is directly proportional to how much wealth you have. Mm. If that's anything to go by. You understand? Not it's my right. It's, no, you might be comfortable, you and your family, but then you, that means what, what is your kingdom impact? What is your kingdom impact? Apostle painted a very dismal picture of people who are thinking about their family. Lot. Yeah. Lot brought up his his family, took care of his family. They were the most righteous people in the the whole city of Sodom. But what happened to them? When everything... They didn't have any impact in that city. They they didn't have impact in that city. And and he came to a very sad end because his wife turned into a pillow of salt. His entire family. Then then, And if you see the descendants of Lot, they they are problematic. Okay? But then someone who is considerate about the community like, you know, Jonah, who, uh, despite all the struggles, eventually had to go to Nineveh. And And in his first 30-second sermon, everyone got the whole whole city got saved. Repented. (laughs) Okay? And so we need to think away from subsistence. Yes, you're comfortable, but that's not what God called you for. Matthew 28, 18 says that go therefore and make disciples of all all the nations. nations. Your family is not the nation's. Yeah. That's just step one. Make disciples of all the nations. And making to make disciples, that is going to cost money. And as businesses, we must be part of this. We must be, start getting and understanding the mission that it is very critical that businesses get involved in the work of the making disciples. And because souls cost money. They do, yeah. yes. Even the devil spends money to keep souls going to hell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Just look at all the billboards. Half the billboards you passed coming to church yeah. is investment in Into keeping people, people on the path to hell. Yes. Yeah. So we who are tasked with the divine duty of getting people out of poverty, out of hell, and taking them to heaven, we, shall also need, we, need, we need money. money. Souls yes. cost money. And there is no greater tool that can legally get money from an economy into the church than a business. Than a business. Because as individuals, yes, you can tithe. Yes, you can give your offering. But compare the giving of an individual to a giving of a business. Do you know what um, would happen if yeah. businesses decided just to tithe? Yes. Just tithe alone. Imagine if Apple tithed. Ah. Now you see, now you're starting to see kingdom impact. Yes, yes. Yeah. Think about it. If Apple, Microsoft, the top five companies, if they decided they to tithe, mm. 
yeah, and up to media. media. Hey. In that list, I like it. <laughs> I love what, it. <laughs> what would the kingdom impact look like? Yes. We were talking earlier that do you know that you would not be a Christian in Uganda if it wasn't for a business? Let me paint the picture. How many of you have heard of a company called the Imperial East African Company? Ah, uh-huh. a few guys. I hear a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> long time ago. Do you know that we always forget that last C? Yeah. It's a company. And it is through that company that missionaries came to East Africa. And it is through those missionaries that you're a Christian today. If it wasn't for a company a business. being involved yeah. with the Church of England, you would not be a Christian. You'd most likely be a Muslim. Do you understand? Yeah. So as businesses, we need to understand that we have a we have kingdom responsibility. Kingdom responsibility. Yeah. But for us to see that possibility, we must get get out of the dust. Get out of it. Yes. We have to get out we of the dust. We must hate the dust. We must hate the dust. Yeah. Because we have been so comfortable with mediocrity. Yes. We are so comfortable. You know, well, I don't want to make this a rant, but you know, service delivery mm. in this in in <laughs> is is something else, and it just shows you poverty. Someone is not thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. They are, and if someone was thinking about tomorrow, you'd not have poor customer service. The delivery would be different. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to be there thinking, like, maybe this customer will come back tomorrow. tomorrow. So let me be nice to them now. But no. And you can, the way you're received into a business, it's like the person is doing you a favor. A favor. You've walked into a shop, the person is busy on WhatsApp. They continue. Then you're interrupting their WhatsApp to buy something from them. I'm like, ah. wow. That's, ah. yeah. <laughs> That's, We're being that delivered. The, yeah, that is the decay. <laughs> yeah. How well do you take care of your customers? The Bible says in, um, Pay attention to the faces of your flock. That's in a, it's a proverb. And how well do you know your customers? Your customers. How well the do you take of your care flock. of your yeah. customers? Or are you only thinking about how much money they are getting out of you? You're getting out of them. You know? It's those small, small things. Subsistence thinking. That's yeah. why we have gardens outside our homes. Oh. Yeah. That, by the way, I'm not, sh- by, uh, <laughs> I'm not shooting anyone. But it is... That's thinking, the, the same mind that thinks like that it's is the, the same mind that goes to work in a business. Yes, yes. Do you understand? If you're getting food from your garden outside your home, your garden, think of that at scale. Think of that kind of thinking at scale in a business. That's why we don't go for partnerships. Yes. You cannot become of kingdom influence if you're not partnering. Partnering. And why don't we partner? Because we want this thing ourselves. ourselves again. I want to be rich myself. I want small thinking. So it yeah. is small thinking. And so all that are signs of poverty. They're signs of poverty. Do you buy pirated software or do you act, do you get pirated software uh. or do you buy it? <laughs> yeah. The, yes. no, we have to do we have to deal with these yeah, things. Yeah, we have to give the examples. Do you download that they PDFs are, yes, yes. or do you buy the book? Do you buy the book, yes. Yeah, that's all poverty thinking. Until you mm-hmm. become an author, then, then that's when it hits you that people actually have to buy yes, books. Yeah. Yeah, business people. Yes. Do you pay your taxes? Uh-huh. You see, those are some of the things that we need to deal with because do you know that there's a lot of money in the world? Mm. Poverty thinking is that there is not enough money in the world. And so you talk to people, it's like the Tewali Center, there's no money, there's no money. Yes. And I'm like, 
just look uh, we, like one one of the things I keep anyone who asks tells me that that there is no money. I tell them is like which is the latest number plate? Uh, UBP. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Which one was it last month? Uh, UBN. Okay, it's like so. In one month, we have sold twenty six. We have sold a thousand cars. A thousand cars. In one month. So, which, where, where, what, where is the money yeah, for, what for they these used cars? To buy those things? Yeah. What, what, what do we use? People don't buy cars with smiles. No. They buy cars with money. So there is a lot of money. Mm. It's just that you have not been, you have not thought about ways in which to tap into the economy. There's a lot of wealth around us in Uganda, in this economy. So that poverty mentality blinds our eyes to opportunity. Yes. It blinds our eyes to the to, potential, to the that, potential that is out there. Yeah. And so we need to get out of the dust. We need to get out of the ash heap. Mm. Yeah. And it takes someone who's out to, to get you out because uh, if you're getting someone out of a ditch, you, <laughs> you cannot be in it. You don't jump into the ditch. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes yes. we have to hear these hard truths. Yeah. To show us that we have been comfortable. Apostle talked about dust. Is there dust in your business? Mm. Both the real dust and the analogic dust, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are things. <laughs> how, good, how good a steward are you? Yes. You know, are you allowing? There, there's a day I was, we're having a board meeting, and then the, 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 the power went and the TV went off, and I saw fingerprints on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, that's just. It, 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 it spoke said many to me. <laughs> it spoke to me. And, and so, uh, as, as Christians, we must be uncap, we must hate. Apostle yesterday, uh, last week said, we must hate, hate poverty. poverty. No you cannot change gifts. something yeah. you don't hate. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but then, all the, all, everything you're going to be sold to, it's going to be sold that, ah, no, poverty is just a state of, you know, you need to be helped. No, we, 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 we must get annoyed with it. That's the only way we'll jump out of poverty. Out of poverty. Yeah. Wow. Studio audience, I thought you would be clapping, cheering. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> You're weeping. <laughs> the day of deliverance is today. Yeah, today. Me, there's, there's one more thing, sorry. There's one more thing I thought about. And here, we are all victims. How do we steward time? Yeah. Because you see, it is, you, you can be poor in terms of money, yeah? because there you just look at a bank account. But don't you know, do you know that there is poverty in time? When you don't honor time, that shows you a lack of, like, what is the characteristic, those of you who have traveled, what is the characteristic of developed places? Ah, time keeping. They keep time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, eight is it is a eight, w- not Ugandan eight? Yes, <laughs> it's not, it's not like I, was, yeah. I, was, I watched a news article the other time, some time ago, where there was an official announcement on Japanese TV apologizing for the train being five minutes late. Wow, five minutes late, and they had to apologize to, to the, the whole public. country, to yeah. the public. We are sorry, yes, forgive us. So, yeah, the dust is how we deal with time. You may, there's a certain organization which I'll not name, mm. which I went to the reception and there were clocks which were supposed to, supposed to represent time different in different countries. cities. cities. <laughs> All of them were wrong. <laughs> oh no, oh no, that is so bad. <laughs> so, it so says that like, they, okay. even the clock, as soon as you arrive, just know what to expect when yeah. you're here. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that shows you. Yeah. I mean, if no one has the diligence 
to set the correct time, time. on a public f- facing side of your business as soon as you arrive the first thing you re- you receive yeah. at that lobby is that wrong time what would you, what would i expect when signing a contract to that person yes and so even in our businesses how do we honor time mm. how do we steward time yeah we talk uh, 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 elder elder um, elder dr steven was talking about in, during the prayer time of how we waste money money yes yeah you you know one of the things that people don't understand is that if money the more if the, the faster money moves the more efficient the more it is yes yes and so i might hit some people the wrong way but you see every time you do a cash transaction that's the slowest way money moves oh hey. every time you use it yeah I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a steward at a certain organization. Some people are wondering how else can money move. Let, let me give an example. <laughs> yes. I'm a steward at a certain organization and we're looking at our performance. And then there was a certain figure that was there in transport. And I asked, what is this transport? It's like, no, we have to look for the signatories of the check. Yeah. So the Ubers, the border borders, looking for the signatory of the check, oh. then taking the check to the bank to cash out cash was costing the organization a significant portion of, of time. Is. Yeah. Time and money. So, we must be good stewards. That's the poverty. You see, like, you know, there's no hurry in Africa. That is a poverty it's, mentality. It's a statement. statement yes, of it's a statement of poverty. Because we don't honor time. Yet the yes. Bible teaches us, it says, can number your days that you may gain a heart of wisdom. Of wisdom. It yes. is wisdom to honor time. God himself honored time. Mm. Yeah. Ah, wow, 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 guys. I've seen some questions, but I sort of feel like he has already answered some of them by the things that he has been saying. Someone was asking, what are the things that we need to look out in business and uh, business practices that speak poverty into? I think he has already mentioned some of that. How are you stewarding resources and time? And, you know, what are you doing with, with what you have? Those are some of the signs. Uh, that's speaking to poverty assets. Does your poverty, your business have any assets? That is a sign of poverty in that business. If it doesn't own a single asset, for example, that is a sign. And, um, there's someone else that was asking, uh, she was talking about the causes. What are the causes of those feelings of being undeserving of prosperity? Do you know some of the causes? Where are they, how are we like that? What is causing some of these feelings? Yes. Well, the one thing is that the world out there is going to reinforce that. Yes. And so it depends on where you're looking. Uh, mm. If you, you know, if you're not in the word, <laughs> ah. yeah, those, those feelings are going to be amplified because the word is going to tell you things that God wants you prosperous. Yes. The, 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 the verse you just quoted in Third John 1, 2. Yeah. That I desire, I beloved, I desire that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. That's the desire of God. Yeah. Uh, Psalms thirty-five twenty-seven says, "God delights in the prosperity of His servants." Yeah. So, if that is what you're meditating on, then you will understand that God wants you prosperous. But if you're watching news, you're yes. watching Agatari Fufu, if it's still there, you're, you know, whatever <laughs> yes. you, you, whatever you, you, you meditate on yes. is going to reinforce from the world. Is going to reinforce that poverty mentality. Yeah. Most especially in businesses. And then on, another thing is also we, we need to up, understand the assignment. Yes. When you understand that the assignment is, let, let me give you vision. If your vision is to feed your family, then, I mean, you might get there quickly. But then 
you look around and see you're not of significance. But if your vision is to fund the gospel, to make sure that 7 billion people get to hear the gospel, that, then you'll find that your business is small. Yes. And that gives you the, 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 that you fully understand the assignment. To star in something. To star in you something. And so we need to understand the assignment. It is that vision. Because, I mean, think about it. Just taking the example of East Africa. The Church of England is far. Mm. I mean, in those days, there were no planes. No. Okay? So they would be there, and they're like, okay, we need to take the gospel to this place. It's because they understood the assignment of the gospel. The gospel. And church planting. That's why we have states as we are, with all our different colors and, and, and challenges. But it is because of that expansive thinking, to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, yes, and to subdue it. Yes. When we embrace that vision, then the small thinking will go. Yes. Yeah, but then we must, we must understand that there is a problem with our thinking, and we must hate it. We must hate poverty. Because the thing that poverty does is, is demeaning. Um, many yeah. years ago, I was taking a taxi from, 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 from one place to another. It was in the evening. It was about 11. Yeah. And so a passenger walks in, gets into the taxi. It is not, there are not many people in the taxi at that time. So he gets in, and then I think he forgot something. So he, he decided a few, maybe about 100 or, or 200 meters ahead, decides to jump out of the taxi. And as he's coming out, of course, the conductor says, Where's the fare? Where's the, where's the fare? He says, I need 200. It's like gives the, 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 the guy gives him 100 shillings and then wants to walk out. And he says, no, it is 200. I'm like, I'm just more from here. Yes. The thing that followed stayed with me to this day. They broke out in a fight. A fight of fists with blood. Over 100 shillings. shillings. Over 100 shillings. The, the, the conductor was defaced. The passenger was injured. Over 100 mm. Uganda shillings. Oh that mm. is what poverty does to people. That right there is what poverty does to people. And as long as you. that is mm. normal for us, well, then we have missed our point. God, those, those two people, God loves them. Very much. He mm. loves them very much. But you'll be seated in your AC office, counting your, sh- your, your, your Uganda shillings, oblivious to the fact that you're in, seated in abject poverty. And so you're not inclined, you're not inspired to do anything, anything about, about that situation. It, yes. So they will perish, go to hell, ground in our business. To understand that poverty is a curse. Yes. It is a big, big curse. And worse in your business. Because your business is going to suck the life out of you. The average cycle of a Ugandan business is three years. After three years, you give up, you start something else. If you have that energy. Yeah. After that, you start again. And then you just say, let me just go and get employed. Then you go back into employment. And you can't then at retirement, yeah. you're given a small check like this. Then after a few years, you die because purpose. Purpose, there's none. Yeah. But then you can have a business that's transformative. You can start a business that changes the narrative, not only of the people employed, but even of the community around, around you. Community around you, around yeah. that business. Yes. Yeah. So this poverty thing, we have taken it too lightly, my thinking. Yes. And we, and we must eject it quickly from our businesses if we are to be of any uh, uh, kingdom impact. Kingdom impact yeah. as a kingdom business. Wow. 
Yes, thank you very much, Pastor Noah. I think the people in the room today, they are all quiet. (laughs) I do the altar call, yes. (laughs) Pastor Noah will be available after here to pray with you in case you need someone to pray with you. He is available to pray with you, but thank you very much, Pastor Noah, for bringing to light what uh, our mandate is as businesses and just showing us some of those things, the way we are operating and being comfortable in the dust, and yet that's not where we need to be. That's not where Christ wants us to be because we can only pull others out if we are out of it ourselves. So thank you very much, Pastor Noah. We thank God for you. What a blessing. Yes, thank you very much. And of course, we have said in uh, 3 John 1, 2, it ends that even as your soul prospers. So the first thing really is at the end of the day, what is in the heart of the matter? Do you have a relationship with the one that wants you to really prosper? Because we know that if you, and if you prospered without that relationship with Christ, you won't have purpose, the ultimate purpose. It will instead destroy you or use that wealth to destroy others. So ultimately, you need to have the kingdom purpose. And the kingdom purpose is given by Jesus. And it is given when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. That's when you start to live a life of actual purpose and direction. So I want to give you an opportunity. If you're out there, and yes, this message is speaking to you, but you want to take the first step, and it all begins with Jesus. Please say this prayer with us so that you can start that relationship with Jesus. So you can say, dear Lord, thank you for my life. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have removed me from a state of poverty. But above all, you have died for me. Today, I ask you to come into my life. Do something significant with my life. May I serve you and follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I have received. Amen. Amen. So if you've just said that prayer, you have just become born again. And the old is gone, the new has come. And we would like you to make a call. Let us know that you just said that prayer so that someone can just take you through the next steps. What next after you have said that prayer? So you can dial or send a message to this number plus two five six seven seven five six four two four four nine. For our international audience, the plus two five six is the code seven seven five six four two. 449. Just let us know that you've said that prayer. There's a pastor at the end of that line who is just going to help you make sense, connect you to a church family and people that will help you on this journey as you start to live a life of true significance with the creator, the one that loves us desperately. So thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday at 7 a.m. Business Garage here where we will continue this series of Thou Shalt Prosper. So make sure you join us again next week. Otherwise, see you at Garage at 9 a.m. From all of us here at Business Garage, we love you and Jesus loves you too. Go ahead, be a blessing in the week to come. Amen.
for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Territory